0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, which we'll be getting into right now. I am Melanie Moyer, and today I am joined by Beatrice Morad. Hello! And Justin Cummings. Hello! Yeah. Uh, So like I said, we'll be discussing Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. I suppose there's a spoiler warning for this, but this movie's been out since 2003. But then again, Beatrice hasn't seen it until just now, so it's possible. So beware of that, I guess, if if you haven't watched it and you're listening. Uh, You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. Great. So those of you who listen to our um, Prince of Egypt podcast will remember that Beatrice was very sad to learn that. Prince of Egypt was not the film with the lady with the long hair. <laughs> which is Sinbad. Um, so we promised to return and do Sinbad and here we are and we might just end up doing all the DreamWorks. Justin has come up with quite quite the the task force name for that.
1: We we are the DreamWorks Dream Team. There you go. Hashtag so, it.
2: Hashtag. Put team. it on like, the I...
1: Twitter and the
2: <laughs> tn we need we need our own icon we need our own
0: like theme song it's gonna be great this, yeah this gets its own avatar on on itunes obviously we're gonna make obviously. one just for dreamworks
1: um only if we actually do more than just like the 2d dreamworks like only if we because i i'm scared if we start going past the 2d stuff because there's some good stuff but then we have to do madagascar three i
0: only saw the first madagascar no that's a lie i did think i i do think i saw the second one
2: Wait, what? what's Boss Baby? I don't want to watch <laughs> that again. Works. That's also already, a book. No, okay. Boss Baby, I already covered. All right? So I already took the bullet for you guys. So you was, don't have uh,
0: to do it. We'll <laughs> talk Baby. about the
1: TV show.
0: Oh, Boss Baby was no. the uh, the theme of our Oscars party last year. We like made all the decorations. Boss Baby winning all the ballots. Like, it was like, <laughs> best picture, Boss Baby. Best actor, Boss Baby. Like It was great. I haven't seen it. It looks horrific. Um, it was also a book. Uh so there you go. There seems to be a trend right now of doing picture books into animated features. I which mean, which means guess it's we need
1: a, a good Stella Luna movie. The one we got was not worthy. There Give me go. my good Stella Luna.
0: Yeah. Now there's yeah. Oh, a new um Grinch with Adorable Grinch as opposed to Unadorable Grinch. So DreamWorks fun, Dream Team. Fun stuff all around to be had there. But oh, it's today... Illumination. Oh it is oh it is Illumination. They did uh, Book of Life. Didn't they?
1: No, Illumination is Despicable Me, Minions, and oh, Secret Life of Pets. Oh, that's
0: right. I liked Secret Life of Pets. And I didn't Sing. hate it.
1: And Sing. Sing was yeah. Sing really was good. good.
0: Sing was like a like a sneak, sneak in there hit. Not even a hit, it was just like nobody saw it, but I really enjoyed it.
1: Very underrated. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, but the one we're talking about today is obviously Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, which came out in 2003 uh, from DreamWorks. Uh It is, I believe, it was their second animated feature. Or did Ants come out before this?
2: I think Ants was
1: the first. It was Ants was the very, very, the first, very first. Then Prince out. of Egypt. That oh wait, two thousand three. This was after Spirit. Yes.
2: Yeah, this yes. Was, this because was Brad like the last. One yeah, Brad Pitt. Ago. Like this was the yeah. last one before they switched to CG.
0: Yeah, because like, Brad Pitt was supposed to be in Spirit and then ended up being in this instead. So I yeah. So we this got Mad Damon. Now. Yes, we should do Spirit too. I love Spirit. I enjoy Spirit a great deal. Um, also is now a TV show. Like, Spirit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't
1: even try to compare those two things. Like they 20 two, years later, thousands. it's
0: become a, a, a TV show. It's bizarre. But um, yes, so Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas is based on uh, the famous character uh, who originated in, um, I believe A Thousand and One Nights is yes. where Sinbad originates from. Um, pirate-thief, kind of famous, sort of, um, uh, cultural, uh, trickster-type character. Here, reimagined, and we will get into this reimagining, as taking place in a Greek-inspired world, or I guess it's actually meant to be, um, straight-up historical Greece, um, where he is a pirate who, uh, ends up being part of this, um, It's like a Damon and Pythagoras um, type story where his best friend takes his place in a trial after he's accused of stealing something that he didn't steal. For once, he didn't steal something. Uh, He was framed by the goddess of discord, Ares. Um, His friend takes his place in exchange for him going to retrieve the book, and we go from there. There's a dog. It's great. Um, So, round the table, just what is your. History with this movie, if any, and what did you think looking back on it now? Briefly, uh, let's start with Beatrice because I want to know.
2: <laughs> well, my history is pretty short. Um, I watched this movie for the first time a couple days ago, I think on Friday, um, and I it was it was fine. I mean, look, there are okay. Like, let me just paint the picture for you. When it opened with long-haired goddess heiress. I gasped. I visibly gasped because when she opened her mouth, Michelle Pfeiffer's voice came out oh, and yeah. you need to understand, like, when I was a baby gay, um, I was, like, <laughs> obsessed with Grease 2 and she was the star of Grease 2 and that's all I'm gonna go into. I'm just gonna say, like, Bruno Mars was right. She's white gold and I just, <laughs> I was not prepared for Michelle Pfeiffer's voice with long-haired, beautiful heiress. Um, so, movie
0: for you.
2: you know, I, it opened strong, right with her. And I was like, oh my God. And like her, 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 the both the pro- vocal performance, but also like the way that they created this character, making her very sensual, very, uh, uh, very, um, I guess like, can I, like very, uh, what's that word? You know, not, not hijinks, but she's she's very... She likes to play around chaotic with these neutral. Human, She's the chaos. She is chaotic, exactly. And I loved it. Um, and yeah, so it started out strong, but then we got everything else. <laughs> and everything else was fine. But um, it just seemed... I don't know. It just seemed a little bit... and I was just very confused in terms of just the backdrop of this. I didn't know where this took place. I was like, is this the Roman gods is the Greek gods. Is this something else? Where are we? Like I, throughout the movie, I would like Google like where they were trying to figure out like what was happening. Um, and it, it was fine. It was, it It just felt like a very safe. Adventure, like action adventure film, animated film of that time. Um, Nothing too incredible in that sense, even though like the vocal performances were great and there were moments where animation was high quality. There were moments of it, but it didn't stand out in a way that I would have liked it to. I mean, it, it, there was like something in there. There was potential. I saw potential in this movie. It just wasn't met. Mm-hmm. Justin, what were your thoughts?
1: So my history of this movie is a little longer. I
0: I think <laughs> I watched it longer than last Friday.
1: I must have watched it at least once as a child. I feel like I had to because I owned the DVD. But for the life of me, all I could remember about this movie from a child was playing the games on the DVD menu. Oh, that was all I could remember about this game. About this game. God, see that's how bad <laughs> <madness>. it is. So <laughs> you know, I had given this DVD to my little brother, and he was like. I don't want to watch this random old DreamWorks movie. I want to rewatch Paw Patrol and my DVDs of Ninja Turtles. And so I grabbed it from the shelf one day and I was like, all right, I'm going to rewatch this. And I was like, wait, this was a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. And it just, I forget the difference. It's, it's so weird to me watching movies back to back because PG has changed so much. It it's why I liked watching Incredibles 2 recently cuz I'm like, "Oh, we're actually getting a PG movie again." Like I watched Sinbad, and I'm like, "Oh, this is definitely PG. Or is it? Is it G?"
0: Um, it was rated It's not telling me. I will find that for you in one second.
1: Cuz it feels like a PG movie. Like like you said, our villains actually like sensual and like very Sensual, like I'm genuinely surprised they got away with what they did, and that. Honestly, Apparently, that goes was across. the toned
0: down version too. That goes to all
1: of old DreamWorks. That look came up, up a
0: lot was the fact that she was it was PG that Chia was okay. as sexy as she was.
1: It's a PG movie. Like you compare that to something like Frozen. Frozen does not be PG. That's to me the rallying cry of <laughs> broke the rating system. But like I I forget like what PG used to mean mm-hmm. and. I was genuinely surprised by what was in this movie. Um, but as far as the movie itself, it's it's better than I remember it being. But at the same time, I feel like nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> like, it sets itself up as this grand action adventure, and there's not much adventure. It, it's much more of just a I don't know, character-driven story. Like, I don't know why, but I always... Maybe that's why I didn't like it so much as a kid, was there's not as many big set piece moments as I thought there could be. Like, I feel like this movie happened because someone was walking down the hall with a Sinbad script and someone was walking down the hall with a script for the Odyssey and they dropped their scripts in the hallway and each picked up half of the other person's script because like the ads and stuff for this advertise like a Cyclops and like the DVD set top game has a Cyclops. There is like no Cyclops in this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There are Is there, other even, Grecian, uh, there was a spin-off like a spin-off short where there was a cyclops.
1: Exactly. And I always confuse that with the movie and I'm like where where's the cyclops? And I just I feel like I feel like this was trying to be the Odyssey but yeah. wasn't the Odyssey. Like I just it it definitely feels like this weird mashup that didn't quite work but worked well enough.
2: Mhm. I will say um going off of this kind of n- childhood not remembering things, I will give it to Disney or I know, sorry, DreamWorks. In, well, both of them really, because this is going to make sense. So I was very, I always thought that the Brad Pitt animated movie of that era, era was Treasure Planet. I always thought that Brad Pitt was voicing he, him, but in he fact, knew. he's the one from Sinbad. Yeah. So I for for a long time, I thought Treasure Planet was Simbad. Also, so wow. to add on to this kind of, How many you have a complicated. You
0: think we Sinbad? <laughs> she thought every movie was Sinbad until she finally saw Sinbad.
2: A lot she of them, I thought a lot of Sinbad. them were. Well, I finally Do saw you... it. I finally figured it out. So that's what matters. Have you I kept got the Atlantis
1: the... separated from? Sinbad. No,
2: Atlantis is amazing, and I've actually that's actually when I remember. Okay? okay, I would not confuse this with Atlantis. That would be an insult to Atlantis. This is fascinating.
1: It would be, but water and early two thousands and. Uh, this that seems barely to be all it takes for water. You, to be
2: This fair. is this is this yeah it was a pirate ship but this was more like no this the water in this was not like that great. The Atlantis invincible. water was really top notch.
1: Yes I know Atlantis has better water but still you <laughs> seem to confuse any movie that has any water in it from this time period.
2: What are you talking about? I only Prince confused of Egypt. This. Prince of Egypt. Okay, Prince of Egypt yeah it had water but I confused the the, the, the scene. Style. Okay. I'm saying the water was not a component with these things. Like, I was not thinking about water. I was thinking of, like, the main character. I don't know why. I don't know. What Do mo- t- you know what? No, that's probably a
0: longer list than I want asking what movie didn't you think was Sinbad? So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, uh. It's interesting because, like, I didn't. I don't remember. I don't think I saw this in theaters, but I, like, kind of wanted to when I was a kid, but I never saw it. But, like, I ended up seeing it later when I was a teenager for the first time, when I was like. 13 or 14 i found it somewhere online and watched it and i was like oh you know like i didn't have a huge reaction to it because like i for the life of me like before watching this again i could not remember what happened in the middle of the movie like it's bookended by like this this great character stuff but the middle of it is basically like you know it's watered down odyssey there's sirens and like water monsters and you know greek the, she takes like weird constellations and sends them into the ocean and That's it's terrifying um, so I didn't have like a huge attachment to this but it's kind of one of those things where I was like oh like maybe it's better than I thought it like remember it being and then like I go back and see it and I'm like no it's exactly exactly as I remember it uh, I don't you know actively dislike it I think it's fun but like I feel like it's interesting for something so character driven that it feels like there's not a lot of substance in the middle of the film Like, it starts out so character-driven and ends so character-driven, but the middle is just, like, you know, this attempt to create, you know, a mini-Odyssey, a little action-adventure on the high seas, and it just kind of falls flat, but it's, like, I guess, okay, like, if you're gonna make action-adventure on the high seas, like, you're gonna have to use the Odyssey, like, even Pirates of the Caribbean uses the Odyssey as the basis for, like, all of its hijinks that happen in at least the first three movies, so it's, like, you know, that at this point, I guess is to be expected um but we will get into the this takes place in in Greece, by the way, in Syracuse and like various other parts of the Mediterranean and uh I'll have a lot to say about that in a bit um but yeah, so this is one of the the films that Katzenberg bought brought to um DreamWorks when he left Disney along with ants and um what became Prince of Egypt. Um, it's interesting because, you know, cultural, you know, character of Sinbad, um, and ultimately the way it ended up, and I guess maybe, I don't know, I guess we can talk about this now unless you have, like, burning thoughts about the animation you want to get out first, this Linux
1: OS.
2: Um, I mean... I feel like it was just, I feel like in terms of animation, I don't want to be too harsh on it. Um, I feel like this was just like, it was a growing period in animation. It was a moment where they were transitioning and trying new things and some things aren't going to look great, but it's just, it's a necessary step for the good of animation in the long run. So I was like, eh, at some moments didn't look great, but I'm, I, I was more lenient with them. I guess, than I would if something like this came out today.
0: Yeah. Um, For those of you who didn't watch the movie, or didn't re-watch the movie, it, like, very, like, blatantly mixes hand animation with CGI. Sam would be seething right now, and probably is, and probably hated this movie. I don't know, I feel like she would have been a good one to get on here just for her rant against um, the CGI. Because basically all the human characters are hand drawn, and then you've got these creatures that are just completely like unabashedly CGI in this two D environment. Um, so, you know, we were
1: the the sea serpent was it a was it a hydra? What what specifically was it?
0: I I, I do not I could not tell you. There is a there is a yeah I think it was just a a uh, sea just a
1: sea serpent of some kind.
2: Okay. Guys, Mm. I take back everything I just said. What? Because I very quickly looked up because the biggest, like, the one, like, 2D animation movie that I feel does the best job with, like, incorporating CG is Howl's Moving Castle. Because it's, like, it's, it's there, and it's, like, you know it's a different thing, but it's still done in such a subtle way that it's okay. And that came out just a year after. That came out in 2004. So... You got no excuse, Simbad. No excuse.
1: I mean, they do have a excuse. Their budget went to Brad Pitt.
2: Oh, yeah, that is the excuse. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. See, like, why? Why give? You shouldn't do that. Like, don't, like, don't <laughs> go for it. There are so many good voice actors. You don't have to get the big name. Just make it look pretty. Ugh, whatever.
0: Yeah, this Honestly, film, all- they lost $125 million on this on well, not on this film alone, but this film contributed to that deficit in in two thousand and three. They almost the went page- bankrupt, yeah, the page
1: for movie. Sinbad actually says it is unknown if DreamWorks will ever make another two d animated movie. yeah like, Whoever wrote Sinbad's Wikipedia page is like very salty about this,
0: yeah, yeah um they always were gonna have like a big name person in there too like originally it was russell crowe and then it obviously ended up being brad pitt so no matter what they were throwing their budget at that and even like michelle pfeiffer like you know you michelle pfeiffer
2: brought it she brought it you know brad pitt i could he it could have been matt damon and i would have been like oh okay just same person
1: they already used matt damon
2: they could have used them again as a discount. They're like, dude, we'll give you two movies and then like like lower your price range, you know?
1: I don't think that's how acting works.
2: <laughs> Does it doesn't matter. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so I, I really don't
1: think that's how that works.
0: Animation is kinda in a flux at this point. And the thing is is like, no, it doesn't really have an excuse because back in 1991, Beauty and the Beast was pioneering this yeah, method and right. and did it, you know, perfectly. Um, so You know, it is what it is. I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, and I don't know their lives, but it felt a little bit like the animation, the CGI animation was a little bit phoned in, or maybe they thought it was going to be cooler than it ended up being, or maybe it just hasn't aged well in our eyes. I don't know. Um, But it was the first animated film to be done entirely on Linux. I don't know if anything else did that after the fact. (laughs)
2: that's sad they're like "Ooh, we're gonna like break new ground and then no one uses with, it with, a, with a
0: server within a server
2: Ooh,
0: <laughs> fun stuff um but yeah so the other thing like we touched on a little bit already is that this was like a, this is a real legit pg movie like this is a dark movie um i don't it's not nearly as adult or dark as um prince of egypt but um you know you almost see several characters get their heads cut off like you watch them walk it's like watching ned stark walk up there a little bit i was thinking watching looking back on it i was like i don't even think they devoted this much time to ned stark getting his head cut off then with like proteus when he walks up there and he kneels and he's like at the block like he's got his head on the block and they're raising the axe and i'm like holy you know geez like You know, obviously nobody gets their head cut off, but just, like, the imagery and how dark that entire sequence is. And then Sinbad goes and does the same thing. It's like, you've shown two animated characters walk up to, like, an executioner's block, basically, and, like, surrender mentally to, like, having their heads chopped off. Like, that's super gruesome. And then you've got Eris, who's, like, incredibly, like, like just this super sensual character and like apparently like there was debate because they she was too sexy at different points. And Impossible. then they they like tried to pull it back. They're like, no, this character is way too sexual for an animated movie. They pulled it back and then like, oh my god, she's not as fun anymore, no, now that we've kind of like boxed her in. Um and they eventually ended up here now, which still seems like a super sexualized like character for an animated film. Um but she's great. Like I think that she and you know it we can get into it a little bit later if there's more to be said but i do think that she was like the best part of this film and i almost feel like she kind of got wasted on the rest of this lackluster film
1: i don't know yeah
2: yeah. yeah she was like i'd love to see like a, a film just based on like the gods and her and the gods and like whatever and doing something and playing with like humans and treating them horribly but it's like it's fine because we only care about the gods like oh please give me that yeah
0: yeah she had a lot of it's funny saying it about an animated film but she had a lot of stage presence like that character was just she did like the animators own that character Um Michelle Pfeiffer's voice acting was one of like the few parts of this film that were praised um, because she just did such a good job with creating the visuals of like, who this, this person is. And it's like such an interesting, like such an interesting character. Cause it's like, okay, you've got this like goddess of chaos who literally does not like she is the true chaotic neutral because at the end when she loses, she just doesn't even really care all that much. She's like annoyed that it happened and annoyed that it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's like, well, all right, time to go screw up somebody else's life, I guess that didn't work. Um and I just think she's fun. She's basically like their kind of like their Hades, I feel like a little bit. Like
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's just she's fun. Like she's a fun villain. Like I would love to see more with her. Can Hades and
1: Ares have a sitcom?
2: Yes. <laughs> that would be great. Like
1: just like odd couple, just like them sharing a small one-bedroom flat in New York City. Like <laughs>
0: No, I would, it's, that's the thing, is, like, I would love it if you took Eris out of the movie and then just, like, I don't know, gave her her own movie or put her literally anywhere else, I would go see it. Um, not that the rest of this was deplorable or anything, but she was such a strong character and so well done um, that it just, you know, yeah, it fell by the wayside. The other interesting thing in this film that I feel like, again, got a little bit wasted was, like, this character of Marina. Who is like flies in the face of like basically everything Disney does when it designs its animated female heroines? Um, And you know, she wears pants the whole time, she's got short hair, like, she's very non traditionally beautiful in like the animated sense of what we've had up until this point. Um, you know, and she's out there, you know, doing sailor things. She's into, of course, she's you know, secretly into sailing, and um, you know. All that sort of like I'm you know, a little bit like the whole like I'm not like other girls stuff because she does have that sort of witty banter with Sinbad that kind of turns into that very stereotypical like oh she's not like other girls TM. Um, but I do wonder if part of her like power as a character kind of got diluted in the fact that she's ultimately tied to this love triangle,
2: yeah, because
0: she's, she's introduced as the fiancé of Proteus. And then she, for some reason, gets sent off with... He thinks that's a good idea. He's like, oh, I'm going to send my fiancé off with you to keep an eye... Or no, she sneaks on, doesn't she? She does it herself. I just watched this. You'd think I'd remember. That's how much the, she, the middle she, of this like, movie... She goes to
2: make sure that Simbad does... Like, what he says he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just
0: couldn't remember if she did it herself
2: or he... No, she did... I think she went and did it herself, I think. Yeah. Or like, or she told him she was going to do it. Like, um, it was out of her own... Yeah. She makes the
0: choice to do it herself. And then, obviously, she ends up falling for the bad boy because, of course. Um, And, you know, there's the moment at the end where he's like, oh, like, you're in love with him. It's okay. You can go. And, you know, she runs off to go sail on this high seas with Sinbad, which honestly sounds like it would have been a fun sitcom as well. Like, Marina on this boat with a bunch of dudes just, you
2: know.
1: That's where the movie should have started. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, look. How much better... How much better would this movie have been had Simba not been the protagonist, but Marina been I the know, protagonist? This movie and Harris would have been playing around with Marina. That would have been like chef's <laughs> kiss perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, that's, see, that's the thing. It's right. Like, looking, like, give me your money and I will redo this for you <laughs> with stick figures gonna- if I have to.
2: I just think like the film just suffered from being too derivative of other things. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of like the love story, it's like of course she's gonna fall for the bad boy. Like it could have been interesting had she not been in love with Simbad. Like already, like we were already expecting her to be in love with him. And like I don't know, like the whole thing of like oh when he first saw her, like when it when they first like, oh yeah they came out of nowhere. That when they, yeah, because when they first met, I thought that she was secretly another pirate and that the proteus or whatever was in trouble. Like he was going to be scammed by her or something like, I don't know. Like there was just potential to like, I don't know the way it was all set up and expressed to us. It just wasn't at, it was the safest, most boring way to tell this story. So it just kind of, even though the characters themselves are really interesting, it's, they didn't do anything with these characters. They didn't, I don't, and I don't know why. And yeah. So, I mean, they didn't, I don't know. I just, I always fight back love triangles or if there is a love triangle, it's usually like not even a triangle. It's like missing the, the, the law. It's missing that line. that One person thinks they're in a love triangle, Exactly. really, (laughs) but really they're not. That's the type of love triangle I love. I do love those. You know, because then it's like, Oh, like, I have a chance. It's like, no, you don't. And, it, you know, like, that would be great.
0: I love the ones where some the third person thinks it's a long triangle. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to of like good race. examples of that. Um, I can't off the top of my head, but that is like the greatest. My joke. life is
1: a teenage robot for an animated one.
0: Yes, there you go. Yeah, right. That, ha- that was a reoccurring joke. Um. too. It's like, okay, somebody thinks that, yeah, like, I, I love. Then that would have been great, right? Like, it would have been, like, I would have loved them to, like, you know, establish already that maybe Sinbad and Marina have a relationship. Maybe she is a pirate. Maybe they've got a, you know, a, a pirate relationship, as pirates yeah. seem to have. And, you know, she's just totally scamming Proteus, and Proteus thinks he's
2: part of this love tribe. <laughs> or we can just, like, go into this, like, whole thing of, like, maybe, like, sh- 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 like, I don't know, like, I could have been really cool if, if, I don't know if maybe, I maybe if she, she I don't know. Maybe like if, if, if Sim, like, I don't know. It I just there's so much they could
0: have done. Made a really instead. good point where like the end is where the movie should have began, right? Like that totally yeah. is it. Like all of this was backstory for like the part I really want to see. Like I don't really get, you know, okay, great. The whole, you know, book of peace or whatever, fantastic. Tell me that in a prologue. Or yeah. you know, dribble it throughout your story while you're out there like doing pirate things. Like, I think there's something to be said for the way that um, like we're in in you know this is obviously older content than uh than Sinbad, but like Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin purposefully started the story after the story was over. Like he wanted to know what kind of story would happen if you got to the end where the hero dies. And like, what happens after that? Thirteen years after that, what does the world look like? What's the story there? Like, I think there's something to be said for people kind of looking at these big stories and say, like, you know, and just thinking, you know, maybe this isn't where the story starts. You know, like, this movie could have done so much better if it, if a Marino was the main character, or at least b, we started it right where we finished it. Like, that's where all the interesting stuff's going to come in. I can tell, and I'm never going to get to see it.
2: (laughs) Also, um, side note. Did any of you think, and back to the love triangle thing? Did any of you think that like Simbad and um, I don't know his name? I know uh, where you're going with this, and I have thoughts about it. So okay, finish. do do you okay when I when they first yes. like yes. okay <laughs> in the opening I was like they have great chemistry these yes. two like I am down for this, but then here's the thing: Marina and and Simbad have good chemistry too. So it's not like it's like oh one's better than the other. But like I could have easily have it been like okay, let's just go full on. Everyone get in this. Yeah, I was just like, maybe, maybe, like, make Marina the main character. Make her not have a love interest or have her love interest be Have Have the goddess be the love interest. And then have these two, like, having their own fun and innocence and, like, enjoying themselves. Like, I feel like their relationship is probably the healthiest relationship. Like, they both trust each other. It's like... Cross that line, jump from bromance to romance. It's such a great jump. Like, so, why must be like be limited to bromance? Um, is what i DreamWorks ones. is. Now you go first.
1: DreamWorks is so so good. Unfortunately, at starting every movie of theirs with two guys that you're like, are they together now? <laughs> Prince of Egypt, Step Brothers. So not quite as much, but even then, you're like after
0: the eh. Afterwards, when but, you're like, okay, I can ruminate on this a little bit, I still think that you guys...
1: But yeah, like, Prince of Egypt, Eldorado, Sinbad, El Dorado, I'm like...
2: Oh El Dorado. God. I was about to ask, like, talk is Eldorado DreamWorks? Gay, talk about a yes, it movie. is.
1: Like, you want to talk, like, you know, co-opted by Tumblr, um, like, the, I'm pretty sure that, like, the day Tumblr first opened, the very first gif shared was of Eldorado, like, what, I'm 95% the, the, the
0: guitar guy. Uh, yes miguel on his guitar
1: like old dreamworks had so many guys where i'm like are we sure they're not together slash why are they not they're so adorable
0: that's like a dissertation right there like dreamworks dudes because they focus a lot on male friendship right and it's not that guys can't have friends without there being like just you know platonic intimacy but the way they code a lot of these guys it comes across like really like Romantic. Are you, are you guys sure you're not, like, because these two, um, Proteus and Sinbad are based on the, I don't even know what to call this, cause I don't, I guess it's pseudo-historical, but it's more of like an allegory about Damon and Pythias, which are these two friends who exude, according to Pythagoras, the ideal friendship, quote unquote. Um, because Pythias is like accused of a crime and his buddy Damon says he will take his place as the sort of like collateral and take his place in punishment while Pythias goes off um to like you know prove himself innocent if he doesn't return then Damon will be killed and obviously Pythias Pythias returns even though he can't prove he was innocent and the king is so moved by their beautiful friendship um that he frees them both and lets them both live which you know
2: Sure. Okay. Friendship. That's 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 what we'll call that. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just maybe like. I mean. I guess I have friends that I would like go to the ends of the earth for. But also like how many. <laughs> but usually that place is taken by like some either family like blood or it's um taken by like romantic partner well usually and it's interesting
0: here because it's always the fallback is always like oh they have a brotherly relationship or oh they have which a sisterly guess, relationship sure. which like yeah in certain yes. situations like with prince of egypt i totally see it like they grew up as brothers yes. their brothers right, right exactly that's what it is you these grow two up then together then okay these two it's a little bit different because you've it's literally like in which any other friend, world like it would have like he's a prince and he's like super poor like come on like i've seen that story before With different genders, obviously, but, you know, like, everything about their friendship is very, like, romantic, not in the sense of, like, romance, but, like, a romanticized story, right? Like, you've got this poor kid, and this, like, highborn prince, and they're messing around, and they're best friends, and they have fun, but, um, you know, and, and at that point, it feels like, okay, Marina's there to remind you that, you know, they're not, you know it's like the 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 obligatory like this happened in um No Homo um what is it called the producers if you've ever seen the musical the producers there's this character that is yes. like very stereotypically flamboyantly gay who was put in for the purpose of letting making sure the audience understood that the two male main characters didn't have any sort of subtext um between them like they have said that that is why that character is in there basically to no homo the two main leads which is, like, Matthew in the movie, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. um, So Marina almost feels like that, right? Like, we have to have an obligatory love triangle, because otherwise this comes across as super gay. <laughs> and it's, you know... And it was fine, you know? They can do their own thing. Marina can run off with Ares. It's a much better film.
2: You yeah. know... But well,
0: I mean that being yeah. said, like I do like the the relationship between Marina and Sinbad. Like I don't completely, you know, hate it. I think it's stereotypical, right. I think it's derivative, but I think it's also pretty fun. Um and, you know. They're okay. And
2: there's together. a there's a difference between derivative and archetype, right? There's a yeah. different like if you do it well, you're just following an archetype. Sure, it's not the most original thing, but it's like but it's interesting. It's still mm-hmm. fun. Derivative is like, okay, you're copying something and you're not providing. It's not interesting. You're not doing it well. At least for me, like, I, f- I see derivative as, like, mm-hmm. a negative connotation, whereas archetype is, like, it's, it's neutral. Yeah, it's okay. like it's, so it's, it's, it's archetypical. archetypical.
0: It's stereotypical. Um, right. The movie itself is derivative, but the relationship yeah. there is archetypical, stereotypical. Nothing super new, but nothing bad. I mean, there's a reason we go back to these traditional tropes, right? Like, we kind of fall back on them. Um, but now, as we talk more, like I'm just really sad that that wasn't the movie we got. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: fanfaked Simbad, guys. We We're sorry.
0: I, something tells me the the fanfic community for Simbad isn't super large either. So
2: then well, you're I can welcome. Check that one. Oh,
0: oh, good. We'll we'll get some fact checking on that. Um. So, yes, dark film, subtly like many of DreamWorks films, subtly gay film. Um one of the big issues though with this movie is the fact that it takes an Arabic character from an Arabic story and sets them in a westernized Grecian world. So this movie takes place in Syracuse, which is on the southern, like just below Italy, in Sicily. And you've got Greek mythology, the Greek gods, Greek characters, everyone except for like Sinbad and his crew. Because Sinbad, if you look at Sinbad's crew, like everyone on the. Very diverse. Yeah, very diverse. Really from all over the world. They're clearly various people of color. Um, They have said that Sinbad himself is meant to be an Arabic character, like he's meant to be a Middle Eastern character in this Grecian world, and that's part of why he's kind of an outcast. Um, There was um, a Middle Eastern presence in. Syracuse historically um so you know it checks out that way but it's like they don't make the character in any way middle eastern. Arab. Yeah, he's yeah. not Arab at all. He's voiced by Brad Pitt who's got who's from Missouri. You know, that's yeah. you know not great. They take this story that comes out of like Arabic tradition and you know throw it halfway across the world into into Greece and you know they got some flack for it and they never really responded to it. And you know one of the big problems with that is that, you know, this movie came out in 2003. Like,
2: gee, wonder what happened in 2003?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like timing wise, it comes across as very much like, oh, they were playing it super safe and Westernized and totally appropriated this Arabic story without having to tell an actual Arabic story. Because at that time was the like height of Islamophobia, um, which is not great. And like, they've never been super held accountable for it like obviously several critics critics Jack Shea, uh shaheen who is lebanese american was kind of the biggest critic on it and talked the most about it but no one no one really you know like talked too much about it they've never been like held accountable or directly questioned and it's just been kind of this thing that nobody really talks about that, that you know there's this and it's not like sinbad's a huge you know big movie it was a box office bomb and i wouldn't even say it's got a cult following of any sort but still, it's like you took one of you know the great characters of of Middle Eastern tradition and like set them in a in a completely Westernized setting. Like you went as far like I feel like they went as far east as they could go with still feeling safe, right?
2: Yeah. By putting it in Greece. Yeah, I mean, I one of the, my biggest critiques about the movie is that it felt. It didn't, it felt placeless. It felt like it didn't have, I didn't quite know what it was. So, and I didn't know. So, when, as an Arab, I was very upset when I, when, when I read the outline and, and saw that he was supposed to be one. It just, you know, it's like, it's just so, it's so f- annoying. It's so annoying. It's, it's like, what is like, there's just such beauty. Like what is so wrong? And it's just why (laughs) like, it's, I don't understand. And I just wish, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just this phobia is very frustrating. And just also to clarify, um, Arab and Islam aren't so like, there are Christian Arabs or Jewish Arabs. Like it's not like, it's not what they're not equal, right. Mm -hmm. They're not interchangeable terms. But the fact, but even then, like the fact that it's, but given that they were just like region, we can't, we can't do something positive about the Middle East because we decided to invade it. So we can't. And it's like, it's just, it's very frustrating. And, um, um, and it made me very sad. Like, honestly, like going into this, I thought it was like, I didn't think much of it because I was like, oh, this is some like Greek Roman thing. And then they can't, and they can't seem to decide which one they want to focus on. And the fact that the fact that he is there made me very sad cuz Brad Pitt stay away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I, and it just it, it, and it's not something that's gotten better because recently there was um a film um called uh it, what was it called? Um it was called Beirut and guess who's the star? John freaking Ham. Oh. Beirut in Lebanon, the capital of Lebanon. And it stars a white guy. Like why? Why? Oh, it's like a.
1: Literally the definition of white American upper middle class, yeah. John Hamm, after well, Mad Men. That's, like... Yeah,
0: I was going to say he's Mad Men, right?
2: Yep. So yep. I just it, the, don't think that this is like, oh, well, now we're in a better place. We're not. We're not. And we're still seeing well, look it. At, and it's, look at uh, and... Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Gods yeah. of Egypt. I mean, just even like Prince of Egypt, which is subjectively a more well uh, more praised film, DreamWorks still whitewashed the heck out of it. Like they're all, it's all like in terms of vocals, like it's whitewashed, and it's just, um, and I say whitewashed in the sense of like, uh, y- uh Caucasian, because some, I mean, not Caucasian, but like sometimes, like there are also like very pale Arabs. So don't think it's like just racial; yeah. it's more like ethnic. It's and social, it's, social, and it yeah. right. So it's just very. I don't know. Like Steve just,
1: Martin it, is not. Is, cannot sense, be were. an
2: Egyptian. Yes, no, he's not Egyptian. It just it made it made me very upset finding this out, and it made and it hurt because and it it still hurts. Like not even with this movie, but it just it's this, we're not interchangeable. And stop watering us down, please. Thank you. Okay, I'm done.
0: When we produce think... the sequel, Beatrice will be playing the lead role of <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the main character who will be swooned by Eris. I'll take it. There
1: you go. You just want to be swooned by Michelle Pfeiffer.
2: Yeah, I'm starting to see a, a theme. <laughs> no, I, I think... mean, hey, I was always, like, fascinated by Eris. Like, it's yeah. always been a thing. So don't think, uh, it's just, it's icing on the cake, <laughs> the fact that it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, it's white state.
1: gold on the cake.
2: Arab exactly.
0: representation and some Michelle Pfeiffer on the side. Exactly. I
1: think, I think what surprises me is, like, anime is not exactly known for its accurate cultural portrayal. But I think Magi does a better job of portraying Sinbad than the Sinbad movie. Keeping mm-hmm. in mind that Sinbad in that show is white as heck with purple hair, he's still closer to actually being Sinbad. Like, they are at least in a desert and there is culture of that region. And there, like, that show at least has, now that show is at least set, set in the Middle East, even if all the characters are whitewashed, which is just a whole.
2: Again, watching an anime middle, is a whole other Middle thing. Eastern doesn't necessarily, like, skin color doesn't necessarily but play a role like, in them. I'm just saying. But they're also, the yes.
1: Skin color of, like, anime white.
2: Anime, right.
1: Like, when I say anime white, that's, like, its own separate term, of, like, they are just, it's, it's, like, I feel like it's a default palette for a lot of shows. And that, that's a whole other issue. But, like, they just look anime is the best way to describe it. Like, super duper pale with weird colored hair.
2: Right, but it's still set in the Middle East. Versus yeah, this, it's, which is just completely a desert. erases it. Like, this completely erases it. Right. Yeah, this with,
1: is set in it, southern Italy. like. Which, when the guy with the purple hair is closer to representing the actual thing, that that's not good at all. That's, like, really, really bad. When you can't and, even beat the bar of... Anime representation. I mean, he had
0: such a chance here too, right? Like he, you know, you're making this complicated. You know, because Sinbad as a animated hero in this film is, you know, a fairly complex character. He's not 100% likable. Like he's very, like he's got a lot of facets going on. And it's like he's. I do think he is a really good animated character. And you had a chance to, to take this really good animated character who ends up ultimately being a hero, and you know, giving representation to this not even representation. Like, this character comes from from uh, Persian literature. Like, you, you... This is literally culture appropriation, you know, at its, at its max. And I mean, like, I feel, you know, like, you know, looking at it as a white person and saying that, like, you know, it's not really my place to get you know, super angry about it, but it does make me unhappy. Um, and, you know, it, it takes away not even just from the cultural uh, representation and like, you know, as you know, obviously Beatrice said, like it hurts. It hurts for for people who um, identify as that, but it also is not doing justice to this story and and the literature and culture behind it. Um, it hurts.
2: It it hurts it because it it diminishes the depth, the nuance, the visual. Like it just it it, it hurts. Every s aspect of a story is hurt by watering down the culture, mm-hmm. hands down, always.
1: And it's almost one of those you know people get mad either way like um for instance recently when the new miss marvel was created there are people like oh you know we're just being politically correct how dare you take a title from a white woman give it to a pakistani woman like how dare you how dare you how dare you but then we take a story literally from middle eastern culture one of like the seminal works of literature of that region like like the first version of thousand and one nights was found in like 13 hunt like it they dates back like the 13th century like literally one of the earliest works of modern literature and we completely make it white so it's like well what do you want we can't take a character that was white or caucasian western american whatever and give that role to a middle eastern person but we can take a story from that region and make it as white as we want like you know, there's it's like, well then where do we then what do we do? Like when do they get to be in movies? When do they get their stories told?
2: And what's sad is like for instance, this also reminds me of uh uh recently with uh, The Incredibles Two, the short film that played before Bao, oh, which is I this beautiful so good. story. Beautiful so amazing. It takes place in Toronto. Um, I was really excited about
0: that.
2: <laughs> it is super, super beautiful and there were people who were like, what is this? I don't understand. People were laughing in my theater and it was like horrible. because And it was, it was just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, well, this is what happens when you expect everything to be whitewashed. This is what happens when you only expect yourself on screen and you feel privileged enough and you demand that only you be seen represented. And that's yeah. what screams like privilege to me. Like, like. It's so easy to understand, and yet people just refuse to. And it's just, it it's is, not a good look, America. It's it not is, a good and look.
0: this, you know, like, obviously, I'm myself privileged as a white person, but even as a white person, I can say it is very exhausting trying to explain to other white people what privilege is and why they have it. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. it's It's so hard to, like, be like, to just explain the very basic concept of no, like maybe you shouldn't take a story from a different culture and, and make it about white people. Like, what if we didn't like, it's so hard to explain that without white people very much getting so like, you're taking away my representation and like, you want to replace me. And yep. it's like, Jesus like, dude, like, you know, and it's just, it's so, and you know, it's exhausting for me as a white person to talk to other white people, so I can't, you know, imagine the exhaustion that people of color and people of other minorities feel trying to explain why they should, you know, be represented on screen or be allowed to exist. So, you know, the most I can say to that and is I feel that and, you know.
1: And, and it's one of those every time, you know, very rarely that you do make a movie that has say a all-female cast or an all-minority cast or what have you, there's immediately the outcry of, oh well what if we made an all-white or an all-male cast you'd be so mad and it's like well here it is like there's 10 of (laughs) them like here's 10 of them right here already that you made like the entire backlog of cinema like
0: yeah no it's so hard to explain to people and it's like for me the longest time like you know like i had my moment of awareness where i was like oh wow i'm super privileged i see myself everywhere i don't ever have to you know like as a woman obviously there's issues there but like as a white person and culturally it's like yes i see myself everywhere i'm validated in that regard and it was like wow like i didn't notice this for so long because they've made it the norm like they've made it everything you know when you know you pick up a skin tone crayon it's white it's 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 a white person's skin tone mm-hmm. Like that is the default, and like it's we we were past this, like even in two thousand and three, we should have been past this, like this should not be a thing that's still happening, and you know then you've got gods of Egypt or whatever that movie was called with Nikolai Koster Waldu, who's Danish, Swedish, something Scandinavian playing an Egyptian
2: god, yeah, like i th- I mean it, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say like i mean it it also like if you really do. Think about like the context of everything that was happening in 2003. It it, it makes this whitewashing even more sinful in a sense because it's like here you had an opportunity to make something positive that wouldn't that would like maybe kind of calm down this phobia people had toward the Middle East toward Muslims toward all this stuff. Here was something positive you could have done and you decided to know because to not to not do that because you wanted you didn't want to anger the very people who were like you know invading a country. So
1: that that being said though, the only other mainstream attempt to do anything with Thousand and One Nights at that time period had been Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And that got some flack for not having the best portrayal of the region either. And so yeah. With I I'm I'm genuinely asking with tensions where they were in 2003, like I remember I'm sorry. I'm a wrestling nerd, and at the time we had a character named Muhammad Hassan. Guess how well that character was portrayed.
2: Um, No, but I mean that—that was. But that's the problem. It's like they were portrayed because everybody who had that phobia. The problem was everybody had the phobia. It's like, and here's not like they probably were like, oh, we don't want to celebrate that, so let's just make it white. And they probably didn't think anything wrong of it. The problem is is, like
1: if they may, if they did make the movie set in the Middle East, do you think it may have actually been detrimental? Like, what I'm saying is, if they did it, is I feel like there's a chance it wouldn't have been positive. I feel like it would have been mm. even more detrimental while this is more ignoring it. I feel like if they had actually done it, there's knowing where we were and where animation's portrayal was at the time, I feel like there's a good chance it may have been not so positive either even though it i don't is know such because a positive that's a hard...
2: thing no but here's the thing though it's like you your protagonist is arab is the thing so by the only way i could see this go bad is if they legit made Simbad the villain but then that that's but, a different story that's a completely Aladdin different story. was the
1: protagonist but the issue people had the wasn't issue was, with was the le- issue of the, the issue. country
2: the the issue they had with Aladdin is a different thing. I don't like, it's not the same context one, because one Aladdin, they were basically amalgamating a lot of things. They were making not just Arab, but also taking things from India. They were doing a lot of different things with Aladdin. So Aladdin, and it wasn't set during this time period. The problems with Aladdin are problems. Disney always has with, cultural appropriation the same thing like it's easier to compare aladdin to mulan in terms of what they do and in terms of representation than it is comparing aladdin to simbad because it's it that's just an easier comparison it's they were doing that their faults were just amount amal- they're doing an amalgamation of a giant region of the world versus being nuanced and actually going focusing and being true to a specific part and aladdin's a little complicated because technically isn't that originally from a chinese story so already, it's like it's a very big mesh of things. Um, with Sinbad, it's more of oh, we're just gonna completely take it out. We're not even gonna reference it, and then we're not even gonna try. And by the way, like in order to make it worse, because I'm I don't know wrestling, but I'm assuming Muhammad guy, he wasn't the John Cena of wrestling. He wasn't the main character.
1: No, he was he was the he was there for people to boo. Well,
2: oh. that's Basically. what I mean though. Like the thing is, like exactly. with Sinbad, like. Y- to be the protagonist, you cannot make the protagonist the very person to boo. Like, that's not how a protagonist works in a story, I don't think. So in order for them to have done such something bad in that sense, they would have legit not made this movie. They would have made a different movie. And like, it's, it's not it's not like asking them to actually not white or, like not whitewash Arab culture. To not erase Arab culture is not the same thing as saying, oh, well, if they had done it, then they would have like, it would have been bad because they probably would have done something different and made it like a negative thing. I think what would have
0: fixed a lot of this is if Arab people made this film.
2: Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. Look, like I just it would have been great. But I mean, it's already hard for anyone to do that.
0: Yeah, it, no, I know. Uh, and if that's, you're not of a certain. Unfortunately, class. that's me asking a lot of society, right? To say, "Hey, how about you let you know people of Arab descent make Arab stories?" Um, But that's that's I think that would fix this, right? It would fix fix Justin's, you know, because he's right. You know, they like messed up a lot in Aladdin, even though they were trying to be, you know, representative. Because they just, you know, they were, and I don't say ignorant meaning in the sense that they were maliciously so. It's just like you know, it's white people trying to make a story. That had nothing to do with them. And yeah, they got it wrong in parts. And if they did it with Sinbad, they probably would have done the same thing. And at the same time, no, you shouldn't just not try. And you shouldn't just completely erase the the presence of, of Arab and various other Middle Eastern stories. Um, and you shouldn't tell them uh, full of faults as a white person trying to understand something that, you know has nothing to do with you and I'm you know it's not to say like okay people can't tell stories about people outside their culture like you can do that it's just and this was a conversation I had with a friend once because I was talking to her about it and I was like legitimately like you know like as a white person if I want to tell a story that has a character who is black or a character who is Indian or a character who is Chinese etc you know where you know what is what is my duty there and like you know should I be the one telling the story and Basically, what she said to me, she was like, "By you know, like by all means, include these characters, but don't try and be a voice for them, and don't try and tell stories that are uniquely meant to be told by people who experience these things." So, you know, that's what I think pe- white people and like generally people in in majority positions don't understand It's like you can tell these stories, you can you can very easily tell a story about Sinbad you know and be a white person and make this movie uh and make it not about you like that's possible and you can make it in such a way that you're not being a voice for a group of people as a white person but at the same time we also need people to tell their own stories you know like have an arabic person tell me sinbad like i would love to see that movie and i'm sure it exists out there in the world and i've never gotten to see it because you know it it, it falls by the wayside because that's what not not what America cares about. Um so the moral here is don't do this, don't do what Sinbad in 2003 did. Do better than what Aladdin did, but at least don't not try.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like I like for instance like I've never had a super big problem with Aladdin because I was like, "Oh, at least they're trying." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't perf- it's not perfect and I'm going to criticize when it doesn't because it's not It still has problematic things in it. But at the same time, I'm like, but thank you for trying. Thank you for at least not erasing it and thinking that these people don't exist. Because there's a difference between stealing and trying to do right by someone. Um, And that's, there is a big difference. And so, and there's a reason why Aladdin is talked about, but Sinbad is forgotten. And I think one of the things is because Aladdin actually tries to be, gives us a setting. Something that is memorable, even if it's not 100% true to yeah. where it's meant to be. Yeah. So always try. I appreciate trying. Aim for the moon, you'll land on a star. <laughs> that
1: Aren't the stars are farther away? No, though? you aim
0: for the stars. You, no, you do aim land for the moon. Land on the moon. Like,
1: I don't know. I don't
2: know. Something like that, though. I mean, Something
1: no, like I, I, I love the metaphor. Rocket but yourself I'm like, to space. It.
2: Yeah, just go to space go up go don't think about international
1: space station's nice it's a cute little place you
0: could land there that could be fun first ever music
1: video from space was made there so i mean there you go it's a great place
0: yeah you're gonna land somewhere it's gonna be great and yeah like that's yeah like we're not saying white people don't make stories that are diverse please do you know just understand when you need to be quiet like you know I try to understand when I need to be quiet. You know, it's an ongoing learning process because we're inundated with this since birth, unfortunately, in the United States. And as, you know, recent events will tell you, we're still really working very hard on it. Some of us more than others. Um, But yeah, so ultimately, where do you guys... We haven't done all the, the DreamWorks films, but if you were to rank this, where would you... Whereabouts do you think you would put it?
1: All DreamWorks movies or 2D DreamWorks 2D. movies? 2D. We'll start with
2: 2D. We'll
0: just. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's easier.
2: Yeah. Can Anyone? you remind me what the 2D
0: <laughs> DreamWorks movies are? Uh, Eldorado, Prince of Egypt,
1: Joseph, Joseph and Sinbad, and Spirit? Yeah. I think well, those yeah. are the only five.
0: Yeah. Joseph was directed. Video, but we'll include that because it's got beautiful animation. Is I mean, it too early? I it... <laughs> Where would you rank Eris in the realm of... I mean, Eris would win, but... In the realm of your favorite animated oh, villains. characters? Be it... we'll, st- we'll go with villains because I know no, this is...
2: No, I don't. See, the thing is, she can't beat... Um... Uh oh my God! I'm blanking on her name, but she's my favorite. I have <laughs> she's literally on my Queer. screen, on my on my uh, she's my screen like clearly. background clearly. Um, uh, what's her name from 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 Princess Mononoke? She's my favorite villain. Um, oh yes, I still you know, haven't
1: seen Mononoke. That, oh, no, that
2: I know who you're talking. About. I'm looking her up. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so she's a Lady Eboshi. Second? Lady Eboshi from Princess Mononoke is someone number one. Princess Mononoke is Lady Eboshi. Is always number one. Um, too many villains. I like, I don't know. Like I don't really think about villains that. Like you seemed strong
0: about animated characters. Does she rank high in your animated female characters? Oh,
2: Helga from 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 uh, from Atlantis. Got it. I thought you
0: were gonna say very high. Very high. I really expected
2: Hey I was like, oh, she's really hey, hey not Atlant- like, no, <laughs>
0: gonna say
2: Hey Arnold. Atlantis. Atlantis. Atlantis is Helga. Very. No, great. Helga
0: was a great. I could. Helga's fan.
2: Hel- yeah. <laughs> I could say a lot there, about Helga. There are certain characters where you're just like, "Yeah, okay." There's I a reason I had a
0: <laughs> massive childhood crush on Helga and just did not realize it until I was like 15.
2: Yep. So yep yep yep. Um. So there there are a couple there are a couple. Um. She's definitely up there. But in terms of like ranking the movie, um, I don't know. Like I don't like I re- I haven't rewatched El Dorado in a while, but I remember enjoying the movie. So I feel like I would still put that as my number one, yeah. <laughs> even if I don't remember it. Okay, <laughs> because I remember enjoying it when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't know if I, if I like. I guess Prince of Egypt I would rank higher than this because it's it was more ambitious. But like it, I still like. It's not a perfect movie either. Like I, I, I liked it. It was okay. Uh, I'll put Prince of Egypt above this. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, Justin, where, where where would you whereabouts would you put this? I'm
1: gonna. I'm gonna put this right in the middle. Um, I think my favorite of the five is Prince of Egypt. Then it's probably El Dorado because memes. <laughs> then <laughs> this. <laughs> then Spirit, which I really like. Spirit. Spirit was very good. I agree. But. I think Eris just kind of pushes this above spirit for me. it yeah.
0: saves this movie. I'm just gonna and say then, it right now. he hard carries hard,
1: and then Joseph's at the bottom. It's not bad. it's just I mean it's straight to video. what do you I mean yeah, it, you get what you it's for. it's better than most, if not all of the Disney straight to video. I'll give it that like for being straight to video, it's pretty good.
0: But, yeah, there wasn't too much of an animation dip in that one.
1: There really wasn't.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's still straight to video. It is what it is.
1: Like It's better than, you know, gosh, Aladdin 2. Aladdin, 3, uh, Aladdin, Aladdin 2 is actually fairly really good. Thieves. Aladdin hey, the Prince of Thieves.
2: Aladdin thieves 2 was actually really good. Aladdin 2 was really cool. I did like it had too. Lucy Liu in it.
1: I'll take an extremely goofy movie. I mean, that's great. I love that, I love that movie. But, like, most Disney sequels are not that good. There's, like, three exceptions.
0: To discuss Disney sequels in November 2019 when Frozen 2 stormed the box office. woo I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle that, because it is the first time they
1: have ever done this. (laughs) Wait, but well, what about Ralph
0: breaks the internet?
1: That's technically a not a. Oh, actually, no. That... It's,
0: oh, well, no. I meant sequels to one of their musical princess movies. Oh, the
2: yeah. Show. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah, okay, no. It's the
0: first it. time they've done something like that, and historically... well, theoretically
1: speaking, all the princesses are in this one. So yeah, this is
2: and Vanellope is too. a princess. It's not a musical. No, it's true. Um, it
1: hello, Owl City. When will I see you again? <laughs>
2: I'll You're telling me that the Candy crust irrelevant. song oh, boy.
1: is not... There's at least, like... Hey, if we count, like, arcade jingles, there's at least, like, four or five songs.
0: As a huge Broadway I buff, mean. I can tell you right now, musical sequels historically don't do great. Um, we'll Mamma Mia 2!
2: How well is it doing?
0: Um... How well is it doing or objectively in Mel's... Objectively or in Mel's brain as just loving it? How is it doing? Because those are two very different answers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sinbad for me, um, it ranks... Uh, Prince of Egypt is my, is my top DreamWorks film. Uh, followed pretty closely by Road to El Dorado. Um, in 2D, 2D films. Um, so Sinbad's probably at number three, just because I think it's fun. And I do think Eris like saves a lot of this movie and definitely carries it um and i watched this movie if only just to like see her and like you know wish that eris deserved better hashtag um she definitely should have she should have been we, we should have done better with this movie just to give her more life in the world but um it's interesting too if you look up like sinbad on tumblr or anything like the very first thing that will pop up will be like Gift sets of Eris because it's like the only thing anyone took away from this movie. Even you, Beatrice, who did not know this movie enough to know that I it was not Eris. to know that it was not Prince of Egypt, was aware of Eris. That's all you knew about this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know that says something to how much work she does in kind of being, you know, the big drawing point of this film. So for her alone, I'll put it. I'll put it at, uh, at number three. Um, I but Prince of Egypt is tops for me. You know, who doesn't love Rudel Dorado? The music in that is great. Elton John, it's great stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Uh, agree? Disagree? Hopefully you agree. Uh, um, I like being agreed with. Were you, you going to say something, Justin?
1: I was just going to say, I can kind of understand, Marina, because after Flight Club, I also immediately fell in love with Brad Pitt. So, I mean... <laughs>
0: Yeah, but there was no, like, that, But like, she's just, like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, it was an arranged marriage, like, with her and Proteus. Like, she just gets off a boat, and it's like, oh, we're getting married. Like, I understand it was the way of things, but that's also, like, such a typical thing.
2: I don't know. It's. Whatever. I mean, I will also say, like, Marina's voiced by Catherine Zeta-Jones, so it's like, like, if you're... Like, I get it, Brad Pitt make a lot of people swoony, but I mean, like, I could see Catherine Zeta Jones being like, "Ah, oh, I'm better than you." Yeah, I'm gonna go do other.
0: Like, I like to think that when this movie was over, Makes she was me using. <laughs> she was using him to just get a boat. She steals his boat. She commits a mutiny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do think they're great. I do like the character, no, the-, the relationship of Sinbad and Marina. Um, but yeah, so. You can find out all the information on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on the Discord. One day I will join you as well. I keep
2: forgetting. Join
0: us. Join us. <laughs> to uh text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash discord. You can support you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Brit aka Opal. Um does anyone have uh oh and th- Thanks, as always, to our Patreon-exclusive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, Does anyone have anything they would like to shamelessly self-promote?
2: Yes. So, um, check out the Overly Animated YouTube channel. There are a lot of fun reacts that I've done for the Steven Universe episodes that have been coming out. I I act ridiculous, but it's great. Um, Also, my YouTube channel, the Be Real channel, B-R-E-E-L, uh, I'm starting to do a lot more stuff, but I recently did a review of um, Eighth Grade, which is the first film directed and written by Bo Burnham. Uh, and yeah, and also Twitter at Beatrice Moran. Check me out there. Justin?
1: Um, there's been a battle between me and Dylan of oh, what Ralph Bakshi works I am allowed to write about. And I wanted to avoid controversy, so I did an article on Ralph Bakshi's most kid-friendly movie of all, The Butter Battle Book, by Dr. Seuss. So, if you've never seen the TV version of Butter Battle Book, go go read the article, go watch it. It's like 22 minutes. Just do it. It's Seuss claimed it was his favorite of all of his works that were adapted. Like, it was the truest to his original. So, yeah, I found the one Boxy article that will not get any... Actually, you know what? That might still get controversy, because Mutually Assured Destruction. So, I mean, if you want Dr. Seuss and Cold War nonsense, go, go read that article.
0: Yikes. Um, as always I'm going to insist that you at least look at my book on Goodreads uh, you can be like Hugh and leave me a fantastic review thank you again Hugh uh, you can find me Melanie Moyer on Goodreads and you can find my book The Rules of Me on Goodreads or on my Twitter or on Amazon or at Barnes and Noble or anywhere books are sold where are books sold?
1: Get the book. I don't know Kroger
0: yeah there might be probably not but you know you can one can dream um, great good stuff. Alright, well, thanks for listening guys, and we will see you next time. Au revoir.
2: Bye. Bye.